0: You're listening to Destin Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the newest episode of Destin Women Ministries, the podcast. I'm so excited to get into this topic. This personally is a topic I never thought I would be discussing with you all, but I'm excited to do it, and it's all going to turn into this lesson, and this lesson is about you making your calling and election sure. This lesson is about you really displaying and knowing, first of all, the contents of your heart before the Lord. Okay, so um, we're going to get into this, and I know we were supposed to talk about the encounter But um, you know, I had a couple of weeks to spend with the Lord and I felt very strongly by the Spirit of God that this is the direction I should go in and sharing these things with you. This is where um, the heart of God is for this ministry right now, for me to share this topic with you. And um, this topic is consecration. Now, as we get into the topic of consecration, you all have seen my teaching style when it comes to these podcasts. I take my time. I break things down episode by episode. So we're going to speak about consecration and it's first going to be a conversation because I need you to know how we got into or why we're getting into this topic of consecration and what it has meant for me for, I would say, maybe like the past year of my life. Okay. So let's get into it. First, we're going to start off with some prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are so amazing. You are so good, so glorious, so wonderful, so perfect. And we love you so much. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm asking that you would use my mouth. That every word that will come out of my mouth would be guided by your spirit, approved by you, straight from your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be none of me, Jesus. I pray that you relay this and that you express this in your sovereignty and in your wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that everyone who hears this understands. I pray that the spirit of understanding would rest upon them in the name of Jesus Christ. And that they would have an ear to hear. Hear what you are saying in Jesus' name. We love you, we thank you, and it's in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So this is something I never dreamed that I would ever be speaking to you about. But um, you know, the topic of consecration, sure, but the testing of my character and my heart that I've gone through, that I never saw coming. So before we get into this, the Lord wants me to share this scripture with you, Um, because sometimes when a person is going through a situation um, and maybe the situation is contrary to what has been normal for them, we feel like God is not in it at all and it's all flesh and, you know, that's just them but that's not true. And so the Lord wants me to lead with this scripture before I converse with you all about the things I've been going through. And it is found in Luke the fourth chapter. Okay. And it's the first and the second verse. And I'm going to read the J.B. Phillips version because I really, I enjoy this version. J.B. Phillips is a version of the Bible that is only translated in the new Testament, um, for new Testament scripture. Um, However, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It brings a it brings a pretty good perspective. It's a rather old translation. I would say it's a couple of hundred years old. Um, Maybe this person was like in London or something like that. But um, it's a really good, you know, translation. If you need a different perspective, I I'm personally enjoying the J.B. Phillips version. So let's see Luke chapter four um verses 1 through 2 it says Jesus returned from the Jordan listen to this full of the holy spirit and he was led by the spirit to spend 40 days in the desert where he was tempted by the devil i'm going to say it again Jesus returned from the Jordan full of the holy spirit and he was led by the spirit to spend 40 days in the desert where he was tempted by the devil. Why am I sharing this scripture with you all? Because there will be some situations that our heavenly father will allow us to get into. Not that he's tempting us, but the Holy Spirit led Jesus into a place where he would be tempted. The Holy Spirit did not stop it from happening. The Holy Spirit told him to go to a place and in that place was waiting temptation from the devil himself. And it's during these situations that we will encounter in our lives that we better know the word of God and we better know (laughs) how to respond to the temptation of the devil. Why? This is all like a test of the heart And we're really going to get into that in like a a later episode of what happened with Jesus. Y'all, this is going to be good. I'm telling you. (laughs) Okay. However, let's start with what Tiffany has personally been going through that has, um, you know, uh, graced me with the ability to even speak with you all about this topic, right? You want your teachers to um, have some experience and not just be pulling stuff I mean, it's good to just hear from the Holy Spirit, but if you know someone has been through it, then I feel like it gives uh, a little more substantiation when they try to tell you about it. Amen. Amen. Just sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes this is one of those situations. Okay. so last year, May 28th, I do believe that was the date when the Lord told me to delete the previous ministry. Oh my goodness. First of all, I do want to say that I know that I will probably never go back to teaching the way I did or the things that I did, not because I feel like the things that I taught were wrong. Just It's just because that season in my personal life in ministry has come to an end. Okay. So the teachings are still available for anyone the Lord would lead to them because it's for who it's for, amen? But the Lord is moving me on into a completely different place in ministry, more focused on, um, you know, certain things certain things, certain aspects, whatever God has me doing, he's just moving me along. Okay. And that's a natural part of life. If you're, if you're, if your child was still eating baby food and they, they 13 years old, you know, something, something will be wrong. You know what I'm saying? We progress in life. We change in life. And, um, this is just something that is happening by the spirit of the living God. And I am embracing it because my life doesn't belong to me. So I'm just flowing with the spirit. As long as I'm here, I'm just going to do whatever he says to do. And in all things, as I'm doing them, staying prayerful, staying connected to him, doing my due diligence to make sure that I am walking in the spirit. But God told me to delete, get rid of, shut it down, that ministry. Um, And I'm like, okay, wow. (laughs) And I did it. And, um, didn't exactly know what to make of it, but I did it. And, um, the Lord wanted me to, I'm just going to fast forward, um, by September start a new ministry. So I'm going to say that September represented a new season, um, in my life personally, and also. Um, in my life as it pertains to ministry, but somewhere in between May 28th and the beginning of September, when the new ministry launched, I had this dream. Okay. And it was more towards like the June type of place, like around there. I had this dream and in the dream, I was dressed in all white. I had on this white head covering. I had on this long white dress and I was standing in front of this table. And on the table to the right of me was an altar, okay? And this altar had fire. And I was so full of peace and knowledge and understanding and wisdom. There was so much peace as I watched myself. I was watching myself. And I was taking the things that represented my consecration, things that God said, Um, I had to, I had to wear a certain colors. God said I had to wear during that specific season in my life. I was taking all of those things, those things that represented consecration. And I was laying them on the altar, uh, like an offering to God. And, um, I watched myself as I did it. And as I handled these things, and then I woke up and I had absolutely no idea what the dream meant But I knew the dream was from God. I'm familiar with those altars and things like that. Those things absolutely have to do with um, priesthood and and things of that nature. But either way, I did not understand it. And I'm like, why am I seeing the things that I have being placed on an altar? Didn't understand it. So we fast forward um, into the... July and August and even throughout June. And the Lord is telling me to do certain things. Now, the things that God is telling me to do are things that he actually wants me to do. Okay. Still to this day. So this is not like some strange temptation, um, from the Lord saying, Oh, try that, try that, do that. You know, um, these are things he actually wanted me to do. Okay. And this, these are things that he still wants me to do to this day. And so he's telling me to do them. I honestly never thought I would do these things again. Some of them. So I said, you know, I don't know. So I held on to my old self, my old mindset and my old season. Let's put it like that. I held on to my old season, um, for a long time. And I don't want to think that I was fighting against God's will, but I absolutely was because I did not understand why he wanted me to make some changes. Okay. And so, um, we move on. Let's just fast forward to this year, this year. Oh my goodness. So, um, I have just gone through some changes, uh, physically. Okay. Let's put it, put it like that. I've gone through some changes physically and, um, you know, I have a body that I'm very happy with now. (laughs) I'm actually very happy with my body. And so here comes this, it's, it's like, I just started being led. Okay. I will say this To try certain things now, whether or not I was going to stick with those things and do those things or make those things a part of my life was my personal choice. But there was this time and season in my life, you all, where the Holy Spirit basically laid out every single thing. I'm just going to say it plainly to you. He laid out every single thing that I had given up because he told me to. And he basically asked me if I wanted it. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Every single thing that I had given up out of obedience to God. Not because it was something that came naturally from my heart not because it was something that I actually wanted to do or thought to do the things that I had given up in the level of consecration you all had seen me grow into or go into. Um, it was all because Jesus told me to y'all the reason why I, um, and I just want to give y'all this disclaimer, we good. <laughs> I have not, you know, put weave in my hair or I don't wear heels and I still don't wear pants or any of those things. So I just want to take the suspense off of y'all. If you're holding your breath, like how much has she changed? Trust me. Um, that, that has not happened. So spoiler alert, but I just want to speak to you about this. Everything that I gave up, I did not give it up from my heart. Okay. The things that I gave up, I gave them up because Jesus told me to, I mean, honestly, I was, I didn't even know that this was a thing that Christians did. So I'm thinking, listen, Jesus is just, you know, he just has these things that he's telling me to do. I don't know why. And then he wanted me to teach them. Right. But when it came to my heels, I did not want to give those things up. (laughs) I was sorry that I had to give them up. Those, it was hurtful and painful for me to give away, to throw away my heels The same thing with my jewelry. Now, it didn't necessarily hurt me to give away my jewelry, but you know what? I didn't want to do it. I know that from my heart, I didn't want to do it because Jesus had to tell me. First of all, he laid out why he didn't want me to have it. I said, okay, no problem. But I didn't want to get rid of it. Um, the reason why is because there were certain, I would say like keepsakes or sentimental, uh, jewelry that I had, you know, from my aunt that passed away and from my grandma, who's of course still here, something from my mom. So there were just things that I did not want to give up. So I just kept it. I said, okay, I'm not going to wear it, but I'm going to hold on to it. And I remember one night I felt the Lord and I felt his, uh, listen, the way I felt him, it made me say, what God, (laughs) what? And he told me to get rid of it. A lot of the times we prolong things, not understanding that God is attempting to usher us into a season of purification, consecration, washing, and all these other things. Okay. So, um, I said, okay, I will get rid of it. And the next day I did. And, um, same thing with the pants. I literally said to God, listen, I don't like pants. I mean, I don't like dresses. Excuse me. I liked pants a lot. Don't y'all laugh at the way I say pants. Okay. I used to love my pants. (laughs) I had so many of them. Okay. And, um, I remember telling God, listen, if this is something you want me to do, you're going to have to give me the money for it because this is not, you know, something that's in my budget in life, <laughs> a whole new wardrobe. And I'm telling Jesus, like I had plans for these pants in these hills. You know what I'm saying? Like I had outfits that I was trying to put together for the summer and step out on them. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, that was the day when I came home. I said that to him in the morning because when I woke up that morning, I had one dress. Do you hear me? One dress. It was a denim dress and it was probably, I would say, midi length. And, um, I put, I felt like the Lord wanted me to put it on. So I said, okay, I put it on. I put it on with some leggings and some converses and I put a little messy bun in my hair and I went on and, um, I said, like, God, is, if this is really what you want me to do, because I felt like God was so pleased with me. And I'm like, if this is really what you want me to do, then you have to give me the money. Like you have to give me a sign or confirm it or something, because in my heart, I was fine with my pants. OK. And when I got home that day, I had a check for it was like, was it like twelve hundred dollars or something like that? I don't know. But I was like, oh, OK, you're serious. You really want me To get rid of these pants. Okay, fine. I'll get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do, but I gave them up. I can't say it came from my heart, but I I did it because I was being obedient to my father. I love him. So why would I do something that he doesn't want me to do? Okay, so um, I want to say this. In any relationship, whatever love you have for a person or your reason for being with that person, if it doesn't come from the heart, then is it even real? And this is why God is after our hearts so much. This is why God is attempting to reach our hearts. There are things that are within our heart and that we don't even know, but God can see it. And so if you want to be with someone, right, and you feel like, hey, this is a person that I really want to build a future with, and that person is looking at you and they're saying, I don't really want her. I really don't. Or I don't really want him, but... Because God is telling me to be with them, I'll do it. How does that sound? That sounds like obedience, but that doesn't sound like it comes from the heart. And ouch for that person who really wants something real, but they're not able to actually ever really get it because the person they're with. Is not with them because they have those endearing feelings. They're just with them out of obedience. Can you understand that? Was that a good example? That sometimes we do things out of obedience, but not from our heart. And so we have this bridegroom and bride relationship with Jesus. And he's looking at us and he's pouring out his love upon us. And he's saying, this is what I want for your life. And in our hearts, we're saying, I don't want that, but okay. How do you think that makes him feel? Now, for a certain level of maturity and a certain type of relationship, it will do to get you to experience the overall objective of what, whatever Christ is doing in your life for that season. But at some point, if it doesn't come from the heart, it's not real. And it's not going to be able to satisfy the craving that God has to be in union with us. He says, Love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, all of it. He says, All in front of all. all Those three words, all is in front of, all three of them. All, 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 I want it all. And so when we do things and it's not with our hearts and it's not in our hearts and it's not from our hearts, it can't satisfy the type of love Christ wants from us. So we have to grow to a place where we make a choice about whether or not we're doing this thing from our hearts or we're doing it just because God says so. My goodness. My goodness. So spoiler alert, there was a time where if someone said to me, hey, why do you only wear dresses and skirts? My response to them would have been because God told me to. Because the Bible says this, this is how I interpret it. This is why I dress the way I do. But after the things the Lord has presented me with and taking me through this year, if someone says, hey, Tiffany, why do you only wear dresses and skirts? I can say to them, it won't just be because Jesus told me to or any of those things anymore literally from my heart, because I want to. And I feel like the Bible supports my decision. Period. Period. It's something that I want to do. It's not something that I'm being forced to do. It's not just something that I'm doing out of obedience. This thing comes from my heart. It's what I want to do. Okay? I remember my first Valentine's. Actually, this was this was like the only time maybe, yeah, that I ever celebrated Valentine's Day. I was 12. And there was this guy. And <laughs> I guess he likes me. And so we had knew each other since elementary school and we went to elementary school together, junior high school together. And so Valentine's Day comes and I didn't expect anything from him. What? Oh my goodness, y'all. <laughs> because he was like my first kiss. (laughs) It was so like a movie, because he used to walk me home sometimes. And um, he walked me home, and it was like raining, and he was holding the umbrella over my head. And um, you know, like we got to my front gate. And okay. (laughs) This is why I'm laughing. It was just like I don't know anyway so here we are we're in seventh grade and um this is before that happened right and he's like um he comes up to me on valentine's day and he's like here my mom told me to get this for you or give this to you my mom told me to give this to you and I look and it's like this rose scented lotion and rose scented body spray and all this like kind of rosy stuff and then i can't remember i don't know i can't say that it was a card or anything in there but it was a valentine's day gift and he looked so shy and so nervous about it and everything and um i can't say that it necessarily came from his heart (laughs) can you imagine that that you do something for someone and you're like here someone else told me to do this for you so this is why i'm doing it (laughs) nothing special <laughs> this is not necessarily what i was going to do i actually had no plans to do anything for you um that is what we're giving god when it's not from our hearts just hey listen jesus said you know the holy spirit led me to do this father so i'm just going to go ahead on and do this okay just going to hand this over um and you know for a season that was suffice so as far as him and i went That sufficed for the beginning. But now we get into eighth grade and ninth grade or whatever, you know, um, he was going to have his mama better not have ever told him to do anything for me ever again. And he don't do it from his heart. You know what I'm saying? You can't just keep coming to me saying, my mom told me to give this to you. It has to be here. This is what I want to give to you. I was in the store and I thought about you. So here, this is what I want you to have. Okay, that's when it's real. That's when it's love. That's when it's mature, y'all. And it's not just because he said so, but it's because it actually comes from the heart. And so every single thing was laid out before me. Everything, y'all. Pants, jewelry, nail polish, heels, tight. like, can I say there's a difference between, you know, that nice fitted clothes that a woman could wear to complement her silhouette and her figure and stuff like that. And then there's the, the ratchet tight clothes. OK, the ratchet tight clothes was laid out for me. <laughs> Toes out. Um, those type of things were laid out for me. OK. Tiffany. What do you want to even check this out? Jesus is reminding me there was something else my tongue piercing. Y'all, I used to love my tongue piercings, I had two of them. I loved my tongue piercings that was laid out on the table before me. Do I actually because you could hide a tongue piercing? Can't everybody don't have to see it, especially if you have like a um a flat, clear like top, people people will really have to be in your mouth, inside of it. You would have to have your mouth wide open for people to be able to see that your tongue is pierced. Um, When I did have it, a lot of people didn't even know um, because why would they? (laughs) Um, But if I would have got a clear one, definitely no one would have known. So that beloved tongue piercing that I used to have, That was laid out before me and it became a matter of Tiffany. What do you want? Whoa! and I never thought about ever revisiting these things that they weren't things that I missed or anything like that. But these particular things were laid out before me and. I had to choose I had to make some choices okay oh my goodness so I gave y'all like a spoiler alert <laughs> or like a spoiler not a spoiler alert but I gave y'all a spoiler that I'm still still can I say same multit can I do that don't don't judge me <laughs> I don't listen to Genuine, but I'm the same OT, but I was faced with these things and I'm going to tell you the process that God took me through and allowed me to go through as a mature Christian to come to the conclusions that I came to and to really offer up to him what I've offered up to him from a pure place from my heart. Okay. Okay. So this is what we're going to be talking about y'all. I wonder how this sounds to you. Can y'all go over to YouTube, to the community tab (laughs) and let me know how this is sounding. Okay. Let me know the reflection. Let me know what the Holy Spirit is like weighing on you right now. (laughs) I wanted to talk about the encounter. Let me tell y'all briefly what the encounter is about. The encounter, the Lord had me in prayer and he told me that People had some, and scripture had some of the most powerful encounters with God when they were at their lowest. So I want to put this in here. Um, I'm just going to flow with the Lord right now. For any person who feels like they're in a backslidden state, for any person who is fornicating, I want you to think of the woman at the well. For any person who is operating in some type of error, I want you to think about Saul on the road to Damascus. I'm gonna keep my tongue together, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, and there were so many other powerful encounters in Scripture. What about Thomas when he had some doubt? How the Lord swept in and as um One of my sisters in the Lord, Shea, out in Chicago, pointed to me, uh, pointed out to me recently the grace of God being so thick that he came and he did exactly what Thomas said it would take for him to believe. He said, here, here's the here's the cut in my side. Here's the holes in my hands. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. If this is what it will take for you to believe, that kind of grace, oh my goodness. Think about all of these encounters that people had at low points, at points that we wouldn't be so proud of and we wouldn't want anyone to know about. These encounters were so powerful and so life-changing. And so I want you to know that no matter how low you feel you may be, I want you to know that no matter how deep in error you feel you are my god god is able and willing and desirous to reach you right where you are in the most powerful way god is not afraid of that sin that you're in he died for you to come up out of that sin god has exhausted every measure to save you god is not tired of you He loves you and he is going to help you. So you can find other situations in scripture where a person encountered Jesus in a very powerful way, um, you know, during points in their lives when they felt low, okay, when they felt low when they felt afraid think about the circumstances surrounding when jacob wrestled with the angel of the lord and his name was changed think about the context think about where he was traveling to these situations they make us feel bad they make us feel low we've made some mistakes we've done some people wrong but god is willing to meet us right where we are to help us and to change the trajectory of our lives And to direct our choices and to cause us to understand his love and his grace. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk in the spirit and not according to the flesh. Please y'all understand that God's grace is sufficient for you. And his strength is made perfect in your weakness. And he loves you just, just the way you are right now. Are there some changes that may need to be made? Absolutely. But God loves you so much the way you are right now that he's willing to meet you where you are and help you every single step of the way. Please allow him to. And you can just lift your hands if that's you right now with me and say, Lord Jesus, I want to encounter you right where I am. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's it. And I bind every plan, scheme, assignment, and plot of the devil that would try to hinder, stop, or delay that encounter that would cause you to miss it or overlook it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it and I rebuke all distractions in your life. Okay. So am I going to leave you all in suspense? Absolutely. You will have to hear the details of what went down when it came to these pants and These, these hills and these, these open toe shoes and all that stuff. You're going to have to wait till the next episode. How about that? (laughs) How about that? All right. Let's talk then. Later. God bless you. Bye.